Thank you so much for coming on. Costly conversations. We're speaking with Danny today, Danielle, Danny, Danielle, aka <laughs> Defensive Unicorn on yes. Instagram for those who know her there. Um, super excited to have you on. Um, kind Aww. of a, a pillar in, in the 2A community. Um, obviously, but not exclusively, you are a, a woman who is a firearms instructor. Um, yeah pretty pretty fairly well known and we're just super excited to have you on so you can speak to us uh speak to the men the women anybody who needs to hear from you today we're excited to hear from you oh i appreciate it i'm happy to be here so i'm ready let's let's get going well let's um first of all just Introduce yourself to the folks. Um, who are you? What do you do? Obviously, we, we got we got your name. We do know you do some firearms right. training. But if you want to talk a little bit about your program and kind of what you guys are doing with that. Okay. So I'm Danny from Defensive Unicorns, and I am a female instructor, and I do women's classes. So my whole goal is to get women to know more about the firearms. A lot of women are purchasing firearms like crazy right now since COVID and the pandemic happened. So we want to actually have you not only own a firearm, but be able to safely and effectively use that firearm. So fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) So I know that in just kind of jumping into um, your life a little bit, Mm -hmm. you've, you've been through some stuff. What kind of led up to you, I guess, touching a firearm for the first time, because I know you're up north and um, traditionally in cities like uh, Philly um, and other kind of, um, I suppose, more northern cities, at least in my experience, folks generally have limited or no experience with firearms. And maybe maybe I'm mistaken. Um, what what would have led you to start getting involved with firearms to the point where you're teaching classes now? Right. So with me in my past, I was married and I was in an abusive situation. And at that time, um, you know, I did all the normal things that a lot of women do. And, you know, you reach out to family and you get restraining orders and go to the courts and, you know, you find ways of dealing with things um, without it causing too much hectic in your life. But um, it doesn't always work out you know, as good as you want it to. Um, So even though I had the restraining orders, even though um, I had the police on speed dial, you know, like even though I had my neighbors like, hey, can you just, you know, if you notice somebody next to my car or, you know, somebody banging on my door, just call the cops just in case I can't. Um, Even though I try to do everything I could to sort of prepare uh, myself and other people for me to have like a domestic situation, um, it's really it's really still in somebody else's hands. Like I basically yeah. still have to wait for um, someone to call the police if I cannot call the police. And then I still have to wait for them to arrive there. So um, a big thing to me was sort of getting, I'm, I don't want to say it was like a big fear, but uh, when I first dealt with firearms for the first time, I dealt with it through a domestic situation where mm-hmm. he sort of shot next to me and it was like, Oh yeah, you know, I'll shoot and I'll do what I got to do. But I I think it was like a fair tactic. So um, it sort of gave me like anxiety. So my first step was to sort of get into the range and um, have somebody show me that guns aren't just bad. You know, it's something that um, you can use to defend yourself. It's something that can save your life. So at the end of the day, I started going to the range with a fully instructor uh, called Rock with the Glock. 
and we were just doing personal yeah. training. Yeah, we were doing personal training and, um, you know, he got me over my fear. So from there, it just became something I was really interested in. Like I always wanted to do better at my shooting. I always wanted to make sure at the end of the day, I could protect myself. So yeah. instead of just depending on other people to protect me, I decided to take it into my own hands and protect myself. So, well. yeah. yeah, so I purchased a firearm at home. And, you know, from there, I just started pushing on to, you know, explain to my children because I have kids about firearm safety and, you know, why I have a firearm and being able to protect yourself and then just going to the range on a regular day and probably just going to shoot. And I noticed like certain women would be there and they would have fears of their guns. And it just made me want to help other people and give them the knowledge that I have. So. Right. And I, I don't want you to necessarily relive the experience because I know that those things are sometimes very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you said he he shot next to you as there was a confrontation yeah. and he, he used his gun to intimidate you. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, either either way, intimidation or like intention to hurt you, that right. that could be lethal either way. Um, now you said even though he he did that, you pushed on and got into firearms. What what was that conversation like with yourself, or did someone say like, "Hey, you should be armed"? So my brother was a person that sort of expressed to me all the time, like, you know, mm-hmm. how long does it take? Like, pay attention. How long does it take the cops to get to your house? Mm-hmm. Now, being I had to restrain an order and eventually, of course, he knew I had to restrain an order. So it's like, you know, somebody knows that, hey, if you have a restraining order on me, I get caught, I go to jail. Right. Mm-hmm. So they start to get smarter. They don't stop doing what they're doing. They just get better at it. So it just became like, hey, I got 10 minutes before the cops get here, you know, but somebody can get killed in two minutes. You know, it doesn't take. Right. So it doesn't take 10 minutes. So he started timing the cops like he would sit around and he would leave. And I would think that he's gone, but he will be watching. And then I would get like a text like, you know, like, oh, they just got here, you know, and it's like, oh, he's really watching me. And I would give all that to the courts and everything. And they would be like. Okay, well, how do we know this is him? You know, I didn't have like the phone wasn't connected to his name. So it's like, how do we know that this is the person that's texting you? Um, So it just, you know, it just opened up my eyes to like stuff that my brother was saying, like, you got to be able to protect yourself. Um, Even times like I had my door kicked in. um, My car, by by my ex. Yep. My car almost ran off the road. Um, just so much stuff woke up to so many like punctured, punctured, uh, tires. I done drove off where my tire blew. So, and you know, people don't know they're like, Oh, you know, it ain't that bad. You have a flat tire. No, if you're driving and your tire busts, it can be yeah. super dangerous. Yeah. That, so, that can destroy your car and kill, yeah, you. And kill so, you. You can run yeah. into something, you know, anything. So, um, I just had to start, you know, trying to protect myself like I like I gotta figure it out and even though like I said I had the fear my fear was mostly with I think the sound Mm -hmm. so once I started going when I first started going I barely shot I went Mm -hmm. with him and you know other people would shoot he would shoot and he would take me through the steps and I would pretty much just prepare myself for the noise 
And then yeah. after a while, I got comfortable with the noise. And then from there, you know, it picked up like, okay, now I want to shoot, you know? Yeah. And then um, just trying to, you know, get more accurate and be more efficient with the firearm, it just picked up for me. And from yeah. there, I realized it was something I actually like to do on top of the fact of how empowering it feels to be able to protect yourself. Yeah. So in a way, um, your your ex using that firearm against you to intimidate you, giving you basically like a form of PTSD, traumatizing mm-hmm. you, yeah. um, not only emotionally with that, but with the the object that you could use to defend yourself from him. Um, like almost almost in in a in a dual way, taking your power away from yeah. you by making it so. And I, I don't even know if he intended to do that, but I'm not going to make excuses for him. He doesn't right. need my help. Um, right. <laughs> just uh, trying crippling you in two different ways, just both emotionally with with the relationship and how how awful he was. And mm. golly, hope I never see him. Um, but also with with the tool that you could use to defend your life. Now now you don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Because every time it goes off, you you have flashbacks. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, that is. And that even is so with wild. the police, even when you yeah. like with the police, it made it where. You know, I questioned people wanting to help me. You know, when you go down to the courts and they tell you, if you do this, 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 he can't hurt you, you know, and you believe it because at the time you feel like I don't have, this is all I have to follow. This is all I can do to prepare. They never tell you, hey, go apply for a license to carry. They never tell you that. They tell you, go make this restraining order, pay $50 a month <laughs> for this restraining. Yes. Pay $50 it costs you a money month. to get protection. Yes. From so the, the first one taxes you, to. yes. Oh, the first one you get is an emergency. And that's only if you got to have bruises, you got to, you got to be able to prove your case after mm. that it's $50 a month. So, and then wow. for you to show up when you want, you know, you call the cops and I, you know, I don't have nothing against the cops. It's more to me is the system, you know, it's just mm-hmm. the way that it's like I have the restraining order, but I call you and then you show up an hour later. I can be dead. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. what's the point, you know? Or worse, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. I appreciate you taking a moment to to share that part of your story because obviously you are more than just those events, but right. that was obviously a huge catalyst in kind of bringing you to a point where you could um, kind of be emboldened to teach other women to mm-hmm. de- to defend themselves. Um, tell me a little bit about this name that you chose for your, your training school mm-hmm. and your online profile, uh, Defensive Unicorns. What What in the world is that? <laughs> So defensive, it pretty much speaks for itself, Mm -hmm. Um, just saying that you want to be able to protect yourself Mm -hmm. Um, and the unicorns. So the unicorn thing sort of came to me from my dad. My dad Mm -hmm. used to call me a unicorn when I was little and it sort of stick with me because um, I feel like it's empowering for women. It's like you're, you know, you're magical, right? You're you're a one and only. You're, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're your own person and um, everybody doesn't deserve your energy you know a unicorn is not something you see every day on the street you know so I sort of stuck with that and then even from people being like hey you know there's unicorns in the bible you know where they talk about unicorn being this magic being that um sort of puts off this energy to other people to do positive things so um I just sort of stuck with like the meaning of it and 
I said, hey, you know, I want more people to be unicorns. You know, I want more people to know um, what they are, like what what you can do, you know, that you're not just stuck in this world where you have to just do everything that people want you to do. You know, a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, females with guns, like what you want to be a cop, what you want to be in the Navy. You know, they don't think that it's important that you keep training yourself for self-defense. It's like, oh, why do you have to, you know, I'm always seeing you with guns. Like what's going on? Like I'm trying to go to war. No, I want to be able to protect myself, you know, and I want to be able to protect my family. Yeah, it it is weird. I I think kind of bouncing off of what you just said um obviously it's it's dope that you have this 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 message of empowering women to to kind of be themselves to be unique um because that that goes into more than just um firearms and defense i mean that has to do with a lot right and and even on this platform i i try to encourage people as much as i'm encouraging people to like be open to firearms. I'm, I'm trying to encourage people to be free thinkers, think for themselves. Don't right. kind of go with just the status quo, what everybody tells you to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, different guests that I have on will have strange and interesting opinions. Mm-hmm. And whether I agree with them or not, I think it's great for to hear from them. Yeah. Um, but kind of going back into to what you were saying, I think is I just think it's incredibly dope that you are 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 empowering women to to protect themselves from whatever because right. it doesn't have to just be uh an abusive spouse because no. not everybody has an overly abusive spouse or right. i mean any abuse is too much i mean if we're just just putting it out there right. that said um I, I just think it's so interesting that kind of going into something else the media uh even even 2a media has mm. kind of painted um women and men men and women in firearms as like military uh yeah. experts special forces guys mm-hmm. where you know god bless the military we love uh that they're protecting us and, and and all that however when we're advertising firearms you know just the marketing side of it oftentimes i don't get the impression that they're selling women guns right. you know just regular everyday women like oh we're selling guns to the women uh, who have boyfriends and husbands who who have ten guns in their closet? Okay, yeah, yeah we're gonna sell you one uh, right. nice lightweight uh, Hellcat or oh my P365. God. Listen, they're not even you know. giving you the Hellcat; they giving you the skies, the Taurus. Mm. I don't want mm. any of them Ooh. guns. Okay, <laughs> they are Ooh. giving you the little colorful guns that they think we will talk are about that. cute, <laughs> right? Like, no, yeah. I don't want any of that. Like, I want you know something that's gonna help me protect myself, right? Yeah. Well, I, I will I will stand corrected, but we will talk about um, the 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 gun store slash marketing experience <laughs> that that women do have. Um, however, it it is interesting. I'm like, man, what can we do to really uh, just open up the eyes of the people who who are making these advertisements, who are yes. who are um, kind of creating systems mm-hmm. that the rest of us can adopt, like curriculums and conventions and stuff. Like, why aren't there like a hundred that you know? Listen, we have all sorts of um, uh, um, basically like special ops um, conventions where, right. you know, all the all the big gun guys can go and hang out. Mm-hmm. Why, why don't we have a lot of that kind of stuff for, for women? Like, right. That's I, true. And if, if they exist, I don't know about it. There might be one. 
Right. But we, so we need more it's, for it's, women. It's certain times where you could go to like certain events. Like, for example, SHOT Show. Mm-hmm. SHOT Show is a big example where a lot of people come out and you get to meet some really cool female, you know, influencers and stuff like that. Um, but I still, I honestly, and it's not, you know, nothing sexist, but I definitely don't feel like a lot of women get enough credit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like right. it's women, a lot of women out here that are just as big as some of the men, but it's sort of, they fall short a little bit. So mm. um, that's why I try to push it as much as I can. Like even during my classes, I might talk about something and I'll say, hey, I'm mentioning this this to you now, but my sister's keeper said this last month, you know, or yeah, hey, tickets, did tickets you see huge. Nina? Yeah, I'm like, did you see Nina do this? Did you see Nana? Did you see, you know, um, the girl with the gun? All these people, like I bring up mm-hmm. different women so that people know it's not just me out here doing mm-hmm. it. It's all these other platforms. So if you don't see me do something, I'm sure this person did it. Um, you know, it's, it's actually crazy. I was just talking to, um, um, Daz, aka Nina De La Flores, who, mm-hmm. you, who had, you just mentioned, and she said one of her biggest influences in becoming uh, a female firearms instructor, or just a firearms instructor for being real, mm-hmm. um, is you. So, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to you, inspire yeah. women to <laughs> empower other women. Like that's huge. Like leaders make leaders. Yeah, you know, I, that's, I, that's I love dope. it. I love it. I remember Nina first came to me and she told me mm-hmm. she what she wanted to do. I said, listen, you know, it's different everywhere you are. I know she was out in Little Rock, so mm-hmm. everything was different. I said, I got to find out what exactly you could do out there. But I told her the steps I went through and I said, girl, you can do it. You know, yeah. um, as long as you got that passion, especially when you talk to someone and they tell you their goal behind it. You know, somebody's like, hey, I want to go out here and I want to show people how to shoot guns and I want to get this money. It's like, that's not somebody I really would want to personally take under my wing. But if yeah. it's somebody that says, hey, I've seen these ladies at the range and I feel like I can help them so much, but I want to do it. You know, I want to make sure that I have credentials behind me. Oh, I'm all for it. When somebody's passion is in it, it's just it's such a difference to me than it just being, you know, a money grab. So. That's why so many women that I talk to is like, I love the fact that they have the passion behind it. You know, it's more to it. And it's not all pain. Everybody hasn't been through pain. Some people just seen somebody else go through something or they just, you know, they just want to open people's eyes or there's always a goal. There's always a reason. But um, I love when there's passion behind it. And it's just just not just because, you know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's, that is huge because over this last year, as as COVID kind of created additional market for people in the, in the two way space, kind of taking Mm -hmm. the industry and expanding it pretty wildly. I'm sure you've saw an increase in classes or class Mm -hmm. sizes anyways, and gun sales went through the roof. There was at least 5 million new gun owners last year. And I believe around this time this year there's there's at least 10 million since last year um yep. so it's like man yeah yeah the the market's opening up and yeah it's great because you get more people in your classes and more people equals more money and mm. that means that i mean you're not even going to be able to get everybody somebody else is going to have to sweep them up a little bit yeah I mean, not to sound like capitalist hawkish or whatever yeah. um you know i am a capitalist but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a that, shared it's a shared yeah. job yeah it's not just for yeah. one person right however it, it is interesting to see and i'm not i'm not saying anything bad against the new firearms instructors right but for those who 
just saw the opportunity to make money and mm. said, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little extra, I'm gonna get another stream of income, but mm. you were never passionate about firearms. Not right. really. You, you know right. a little something, you saw a few videos, and now you're gonna take somebody to the range. If that's you and you feel some type of way about me saying this, check your heart. Right. So. And and the crazy thing to me is like, see, I never me personally, I never had like this passion about firearms, right? Mm-hmm. My passion definitely comes straight from a woman that been hurt and, you know, feeling like I was looking for pretty much someone to say, hey, it's another way, you know? So my yeah. passion actually came from wanting to give women other resources. Mm-hmm. I wanted to let women know that there's another way. You know, you don't have to be this super macho guy. Like I said, you don't have to be military. You don't have to do any of that to be able to defend yourself. So right. just being able to do that, that was my passion, you know? And then- yeah. It, it just turned into wanting other women to be able to do the same thing and, you know, wanting to reach as many people as I can and let them know, like, hey, there's there's other ways. Yeah. And I, I, I think that is interesting. Like we were saying before, sometimes when you when you see the advertising and the imaging uh, and, you know, you go on Instagram, and you see like uh, type in girl with gun and you're going to see everything but somebody like the people that we deal with on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not the image that we are like what is right. this marketing that you're doing um, right. and if you type in um firearms and instagram you're, you're not even really going to see a lot of normal looking guys you, you, you might see some guys on the range but mm-hmm. a lot of the time you're going to see guys who have spent thousands of dollars in getting their tactical cool guy outfit yep. which you know i believe in i believe in plate carriers i love them i love right. night vision i love all that stuff that right. stuff is sick i love putting ten thousand dollars into a rifle i right. love um i love all that <laughs> stuff getting getting your two thousand dollar uh custom glock that's dope to me right but that's not most people Yes. And so when they when people are looking at this and I've mentioned this before, when people look it up and they see these images of, you know, uh, um, you know, the moms and the, mm-hmm. the sisters and all these, you know, just women in general who are just normal people. Right. And they see they can uh, relate super, supermodels with guns or yeah. they see um, women and they're wearing bulletproof vests and it's like, oh, I have to be that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, no, that's not exactly. <laughs> Have you seen uh have you seen Danny? Right. Have you seen Nina De La Flor? Have you seen right. Tig? Have yes. you seen Tangi? Have you seen all these people that are yes. like regular? Right. You know, they they maybe their knowledge is high, but mm-hmm. they are regular people. Right. They're normal. Right. And I that's mean, why, obviously that's you're something a unicorn, I push. <laughs> that's something I push for everybody to be a unicorn, you know. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, I that's something I push every day. Like I like so some of my students I talk to on an everyday basis, and you know just on everyday life, just making sure they're you know where they need to be mentally. So just having conversations like that with people is is big to me. Um, you know, somebody can say, "Hey, I got a friend that's going through something. Do you mind talking to her about whatever?" Then on top of that, um, not even. Just having this safe space. That's what I always talk about. It's like, I want to be able to provide people with this safe space where you can come and ask what people call the quote unquote dumb questions, right? People are Mm -hmm. like, oh, you don't want to ask that question to the wrong person because they're going to laugh at you. You can come ask me anything you need to ask me. There's no wrong question, no dumb question. I want to answer everything that you want to know. So that way you don't have to think about it later. You know, like I don't Mm -hmm. want you leaving my class 
with unanswered questions. I want to be able to break down everything. Right. Everything that you need to know, I want to be able to break it down. So that's that's important especially because i know for myself before i purchased my first firearm i watched like it seems like hundreds of hours of like youtube videos um, Mm -hmm. what to do before you get a gun what to do after how certain guns are all sorts of gun reviews like i i felt like i knew more about guns than the average person should um and I hadn't even purchased my first farm yet. Not, right. a, not everybody has that kind of time. Yeah, that, you know, I, I was in college at the time. <laughs> not, not everybody. I had some free time. I, yeah, I had a little free time. Right. And not everybody has that kind of free time. Some people are are single mothers with yeah, two yeah. or three kids yep. and working a job or two. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that's that's a lot. So to have a place where you can come um, for an hour or two, do some training and or text you after hours and ask you like hey what do you think about this yeah what do you think about the sky what do yes. you think about the high point what yeah. do you think about um that uh, um name name a gun that maybe wouldn't be a good fit right um, or or maybe something that's obviously not a good fit yeah but they don't know that they have nope. no idea no and they go and to these gun fair. stores where mm. they sell them anything you know they sell let's them talk anything. about that Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, they definitely I have so many students that come in and say, Hey, you know, they have they have the sky, they have the tourists, they have the high points, they come in and they're like, Hey, I went to the gun store, you know, they told me to they automatically I'm like, I want something to protect myself at home. This is what they threw to me. They're like, it's small, fit in your hands, it's not heavy, and it's cheap. But it's like that's not what you're looking for. So I sort of, you know, I recommend students go to a class first especially if you're Mm -hmm. going to a class depending you know i can't speak on everybody class but my class personally you come to my class you tell me that you're going to buy a firearm i'm going to break down all different firearms for you whatever Mm -hmm. firearms i have with me that i can show you i'm going to let you shoot them i want to let you hold them so by the time you go to the store you already have a breakdown of what you want what works Mm -hmm. for you what fits for you because different firearms for different people so when they say hey this is the girl gun there's there's no girl gun mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not there's like there's no guy gun you know this is the guy gun this is what's in like it's not new sneakers you know it's a firearm so yeah i mean shoot there there was a time where the mnp easy um really only came in 380 mm-hmm. and or at least that's what i remember yeah and it's like okay well that sounds good, but you know, 380 ammo was a lot more expensive, at least at the time. Yes, it was. It's, it's like, well, it still is a little expensive. Yeah. Um, so to train with that, and I, I think they they may even discontinue it for real. I mean, who knows? I mean, Listen, I know I had some students come in with the 380, and they were like, and I was like, well, you know what? You know, I want to know. I want to pick your brain. I'm like, what made mm-hmm. you pick the 380 over the nine? And they're like, oh, well, you know, the people at the store told me that. It's less recoil, and and I'm like, really, like you know, it's like. I mean, <sighs> I don't, I don't know about all that. I mean, so. but it, it it is interesting to see, like, okay, like, yeah, a sky is a gun, like right. it might be. Uh, nice little throwaway gun to, mm. to me that's what that is <laughs> like if, if something like you could you could leave that somewhere that's, that's my fridge gun like i leave that and in come the fridge. back and just still be there <laughs> you know just if if i'm concerned 
I can have something. But there are better guns right. you could buy. Right. And, you know, they, just because they look and pretty don't mean they're good. Listen, and I don't discourage any student. Like, bring whatever you have. Bring what you mm-hmm. have. Bring People what you have bring, is huge. Yes, they bring 22s. And I'm like, listen, let's shoot it. Let's learn with it. Let's shoot it. Let's learn with it. You know, the fundamentals are still the same. Let's get it together. And then afterwards, I will say, okay, now we did your your firearm. Let's try this nine mil. And then when we do this nine mil, it's like, was that really that bad? Oh, no, I like that. There's power behind it. I feel, okay, so your next firearm is going to be <laughs> nine mil. Great. I'm all for sure. it. Let's talk you about know? revolvers, though, for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Just Let's just get that out of our system real quick. <laughs> I mean, you definitely want to get a revolver just because it's, you know, it's real simple. Anybody can do it. It's not going to be too difficult for a woman. <laughs> Listen, I had so many women that came in and were like, oh, yeah. Like, so the crazy thing is a lot of my classes, I include ammo. Right. But I'm like, mm. it's for nine millimeter guns. So if you have otherwise, you got to bring your own ammo. So some people come in and they have revolvers and they have all different types of stuff. And they're like, oh, you know, this is what I have. I brought some ammo. You know, it's not a biggie. So I'm like, okay, cool. So they go to shoot. They don't know. Listen, like they don't know nothing about the firearm at all. So it's like, it's okay. I'll break it. That's what I'm here for. Right. I'll break it down for you. But then when I explain it to them, I'm like, okay. So after you shoot this, you know, if they're continuing to come, now you have to dump these out and you have to reload. (laughs) And they're like, wait, like, so I can't just buy another one of these and just have it in a drawer. And and it's like, yeah, it sounds a lot more simpler than it is. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that nine mil sound real good right now. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, yeah. So you, and and so many people, they just, you know, they go to a gun store and they're like, these people know what they're talking about because they work here. Right. They're at a gun store. They, they they went and lied. They went and lied to me. Right. They went. They're not trying to sell guns. (laughs) Right. Right. They want the best for me. No, they want the best for them. They want to get rid of that gun that they cannot sell. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not selling. So people got to take that, you know, into consideration. Like, Sometimes they just want to get rid of certain guns. And if you come in there and you tell them, I want blue, <laughs> you know, that, mm-hmm. okay, you want blue, take this blue sky and, you know, enjoy, have a good day. It's nice, so. easy, concealable. It's got a safety. You can put it in your purse. How do you feel about purse, purse carry? Purse carry. So me personally, I'm an on-your-person carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that I was just talking about that not too long ago. I'm like, I know lots of people like to wear different things, especially women in the summertime. You like to wear different clothes, and that's fully understandable. But when you're carrying a firearm, you know, it's a responsibility. It's it's something you take on in your life. It's an everyday thing. It's not sometimes, you know, it's not like, hey, I want to be cute and wear a crop top today. So I'm not going to carry my firearm. You know, it doesn't work like that. So once you get your concealed carry and you're, you're walking around with your firearm, that needs to be a part of your everyday life. You know, it needs to be something that you pretty much say, hey, I'm going to make sure I can figure out exactly what I have to wear to be able to conceal my firearm so I can carry it around and be safe every day. So when people say, hey, I, I, you know, I can't I can't carry my firearm and wear a dress. I'm like, well, T done already did this. I'm 
uh, Kim just mm-hmm. did it, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I put up a video too, a picture. And I'm like, listen, it's doable. You just have to find different holsters. If you mm-hmm. go around and you look for different ways to conceal carry, you'll find it. Um, yeah. If you're going to wear a crop top and you're going to wear some high shorts. Yeah. You can, you know, in the waistband carry, but at the end of the day, yeah. Is there going to be some that shows? Yeah. You know, so you got to mm-hmm. just be mindful of what you're wearing. You know, mm-hmm. to be able to protect what's more important, your crop top or saving your life. So. Well, let's let's talk on a, a very touchy subject now that we talked about um, things like, uh, oh, carrying with a, wearing a dress, mm-hmm. thigh holsters and things like that. I've heard women say, you know, like, oh, yeah, that might work for those skinny girls, but I'm, I'm a little bit bigger of a girl, you know, and we're talking about like maybe a normal uh, sized person mm-hmm. like is it doable like in in from what you know for it, um someone who is like a regular body type i think there's always i think there is always a way i think mm-hmm. that you can look up so many different types of ways of concealed carrying you just mm-hmm. got to put that time in um you know you got to find what works for you now i'm doing actually women empowerment class that i'm having on the second you know, not to promote myself too much, but hey, um, <laughs> promote yourself. This is what yeah. this is for for you to, for you to talk about yourself. Go but ahead. yeah, on that class, I'm going to bring all different types of holsters so I can have women come and actually see, you know, what works for them. So before you even go pay your money and go buy it, you done already tried it and you already know, you know, what works for you, what size you need. You know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to help make the process easier so people don't have to, you know, put that gun inside your pocketbook and then your pocketbook gets stolen. And then mm. now your, your gun is gone, you know, or you try to protect yourself. Listen, if a robber comes, one of the first thing they doing is taking your pocketbook. People forget yeah, that, you. you know, yeah. they want your pocketbook. So even if somebody come in the bank and they making everybody do what? Get rid of their cell phones. They want mm. your wallets and your pocketbook. That's your gun. You know, now you you can't protect yourself. It's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people got to think like if it's on you and it's concealed, they don't know you have it. You know, so it makes a big difference. But I think anybody can find a way to conceal no matter what you want to wear. Now, like I said, there's certain places you can go where you don't have to conceal carry. You can open carry, you know, so it's all about where you're at and what's allowed for the area that you're at um, mm-hmm. and how comfortable you are. Me personally, I'm not big on open carry because I feel like it makes you a target. You know, people know you have a gun. So if they want to steal it, they know you have it, you know. Um, or if somebody's going to do something bad, they're like, hey, I'm going to shoot the person with the gun first, you know. Yeah, that does um, make you a target quite a right. bit. Let, let, let us talk a little bit about um, two things, really. Some of the criticisms or the, if you felt any type of way from the men into a considering that you, you are, you are a female, I think obviously. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> because I was, I was talking to Tangie a couple episodes back and she mentioned that like, Hey, when I'm wearing certain outfits, it may print a little bit. Yeah. Maybe I'll put a, a jacket over for, right. you know, to cover up the handgun, but you can maybe see the handle poking out a little bit mm-hmm. and you know, she'll be approached by, I'm sure more than just men, certain women will maybe right. try to advise her, try to, you know, wrap Tell her, her a little to, bit. Yeah. Um, how, do you, how do you feel, not necessarily just about printing, but also right. about the approach that many people have when dealing with women in firearms? Um, 
I feel like, especially when it comes to when I was definitely first starting, right, as a new firearm mm-hmm. owner, I put it out there. It's crazy because once I got my firearm and I sort of posted a picture and it just went viral, right? So a whole bunch of people were hitting me up and they're like, hey, you know, um, I had a lot of two-way people reach out to me like, hey, congratulations. Welcome to the two-way. You know, it, it was a very good environment. But I mm-hmm. also had a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, hey, you know, you shouldn't show your gun. Or certain people reached out and they said, hey, you know, watch your, you know, like I definitely put like a video and was like, hey, I'm dry firing with dummy rounds. And they're like, hey, watch your trigger finger. I get it 100%. You know, I'm one of them people now. But at the same note, a new shooter or, you know, somebody new to 2A is like, I'm still adjusting. I'm still learning to this stuff. So it's like, you don't have to really jump down somebody's throat It's sort of approach them in a way like, hey, I know you're new to this, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, watch your be more mindful with this, because even though you said this, you know, some people don't pay attention to it. All right, cool. You know, um, so I just feel like sometimes the two can be a little bit, you know. Hey, you got to do it this way. It's no other way. You know what yeah, I mean? There's some, there's some, there's some gatekeepers. So they can, <laughs> they, they like it the way they like it. Right. So it's like, I mean, one, safety is paramount though. Yes. So it we is. do have to be safe. It is. Like, that is totally true. But it's like, you know, it's, it's a way to approach someone, especially as a new person in the community, because you can scare them away before they even, you know, get to open the door. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning, it's like, you jump it down their throat, then it's like, hey, I'm gonna just turn around. I'm gonna go that way, you know. Right. So, I mean, um, if, if I'm not welcome here, I'm not gonna stay. Like. Right. So it's all about how you approach it. Then also, I think being a female, one of the hardest things that I have dealt with, honestly, with the two A, is just trying to be the person I am. I'm a happy person. I. You know, if if you didn't do nothing bad to me, I don't have no reason to give you attitude or, you know, anything like that or be negative. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, they were like, oh, you're always smiling. It's like when did smiling become a bad thing? You know, like, yeah, I I like to smile and people like, oh, it's flirty. I'm not flirting. I'm just smiling, you know, but it's like. A guy could smile all day and it's a-okay. He could be in a mm-hmm. picture with a thousand women and that's fine. But it's like the woman that's in a picture and you taking this man's class. It's like, why are you taking his class? Uh, because I want mm-hmm. to learn. <laughs> because yeah. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to push myself. It's like, oh, you have an interest in him. And it's like everybody you talk to is like, are you involved with this person? Or, so I feel like that's a big thing when it comes to the two-way community. It's like everybody automatically wants to sort of connect you to someone. And it's like hard because if you actually are connected to someone and they're connecting you to everyone else, you know, it becomes mm-hmm. messy. So yeah. I always just try to um, tell women from the beginning, like, you know, it's okay to be approachable. It's okay to be nice. But there is a such thing as, you know, people saying you're too friendly. So mm. you have to keep yeah, that's, conversation kind of limited. Yeah, it is hard because you, yeah. everybody's limit is different. You know, you might be able mm-hmm. to like bust it up and tell jokes with one person and, you know, it's nothing. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. she's cool. And then you busting up and tell jokes with another person. Oh, she's flirting with me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it is. It is interesting because there's. I've not noticed a huge difference between like two way north and two way south, but I have noticed um, a difference between 
folks who live in more northern states. I know you said you're up in Philly, yeah. and folks who live in southern states, and like what is what is acceptable right. in, in regards to like relationships. And a lot of us network through social media. Yeah, and oh, I'm a I'm a fly down into your class, or I'm a fly up and host a yeah. class, or different things like that. So right. as you have cultural differences and you're interacting anything can be misconstrued as oh well she's she's used to you know this like kind of northern um hospitality yes if you want to say yeah so by her engaging in certain ways and having certain conversations oh man this and this and that and i'm not here to assume anything i'm just trying to live my life and be okay right right (laughs) right and a lot of times i just want i feel like one thing is people need to get more comfortable. All right, we're a community, right? We're one. Mm-hmm. We're we're trying to accept each other. We're trying to make a difference. So at the end of the day, we should be able to talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if you feel like, hey, me personally, if I feel like somebody's like over flirting with me, you know, it's okay, a little flirt, you know, whatever. It's okay. I'll take compliments. I appreciate them. But it's like if somebody's over flirting, I'll say like, hey, like, you know, I might are you flirting with me? Yeah, I'm flirting. Okay. Like this is a little unprofessional, you know, I'll catch you up real quick, but it's like, I'm not ignorant. I'm not going to be like, Oh, don't, uh-uh, I'm blocking you, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it just depends on the approach of the situation. I feel like somebody smiling is like, if you feel like that person is truly flirting with you and you're uncomfortable, just say, Hey, you know, Hey, I got a girlfriend. You want to meet my girlfriend? That's me. You want to meet my boyfriend? Like, you know, can y'all talk? So it's like, you know, there's always ways without making it inappropriate. You don't have to go gossip and, you know, make it weird because now this person can't do your class because it became something that it wasn't, you know? Right. Yeah. Especially, especially because there's a lot of really um, just elite instructors and i feel like there's mm-hmm. just kind of like a hand few a handful uh a few guys that you really want you really want to train with right. when they come to your city right so if someone were to kind of mess that up or if you were to go too far or if somebody yeah. were to say something to them it kind of makes it weird yeah like that, that's just kind of messes it up especially it if you yeah. are, are trying to establish yourself in the 2a community as an instructor or uh, right. an influencer or something like that and you're, you're trying to you know have professional relationships that right. kind of really mess things up so i appreciate you saying that just right. for everybody out there who's just trying to trying to find a way right you know, try to keep try to be professional if you can but, right you know. right it's hard to know you know because you try to mm-hmm. be nice but um, just always be mindful. Some people, you know, the hello, how you doing to one person is, hey, I'm interested in you to another person. So. Right. People are funny, man. People are so funny. <laughs> right. Um, now, I know we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the hardworking, uh, everyday woman, which I, I think of all the the females and female instructors, all the people on here, Mm. I feel like you, you embody that probably the best. And I'm not trying to toot your horn. Um, but I know before we, before we started the conversation, you did mention that, um, you have a few boys. Uh, in in addition to that, you also have another thing you do. You don't just train firearms. Um, um, can, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, yes, I am a single mother of three boys. Um, so they keep me busy, (laughs) very busy. Um, Mm. but I wouldn't have it any other way. And then I'm also a nurse and I work in the hospital. So, um, yeah, 
I have my hands full, but you know, I still make time. Like they say, you make time for what you want. Right. So, um, I'll take my training very serious. I find time to train myself and I also find time to train others. So I sort of balance everything. I work night shifts. So, um, I work through the night and then during the day, I try to spend time with the kids and then I schedule myself in between that time. So yeah. um, I always try to find time. A lot of people forget to set time for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like I'm running over here. I'm super mom. I'm running over here. I'm super nurse. I'm running over here. I'm this instructor. Um, and then I got to handle, you know, bills. I got to handle uh, promotions. I got to handle everything that I got to handle getting classes together. So I always got to remember like, okay, now I need to find some me time just to yeah. sort of, you know, structure everything and keep everything together. And I don't think people realize, I mean, we, we I'm sure they hear it a lot, but they don't really realize how, much goes into creating something special, like what you're doing mm. specifically, creating classes, making sure your promotions are going out, making sure uh, you're you're there, right. <laughs> making sure uh, all your ammo's caught up because it's not super yes. easy to get ammo. If we're being no, real. it is like, not. I, mean, no. I, I don't know if anybody realized there is a shortage, but it seems like right. there's just not enough to go around. Yes, um, <laughs> and um, that's frustrating. I have to get back in line and get me some now because i'm a little low yes don't, don't tell nobody ammo is almost good listen you still got your ammo you just got to get right. back in line to get you know your extra ammo that's how it works mm-hmm. you know that's how it works <laughs> so but, um yeah i mean talk about that though talk about kind of the the different things that you have to do to make sure that your business is good yeah so i have to you know stay on top of promoting because you mm-hmm. know it it never stops if you don't put it out there and let people know what's going on they don't know so um it ain't like you can broadcast it everywhere because even on some instagram um promotions and facebook promotions they block firearm stuff so yeah. um it's not the easiest thing to do you know you try to open up pages and um do little things where you can reach out to people personally because you know trying to promote yourself as your business it, it gets pretty hard so now mm-hmm. you have people that are looking up firearm training uh, which makes it a little bit easier right? right but google wants to charge you almost like 300 dollars to get at the top of their list you know so it's like you still have to reach out to people personally like i'm always reaching out i see all types of stuff on social media social media makes it a little bit easier because mm-hmm. you see a lot of stuff on there so you can reach out to someone and they're like hey i'm looking to go shoot a firearm and you can reach out and say hey i have classes you know perfect match um but sometimes it's not so easy you know you have to go above and beyond you have to do all types of advertisements um you have to sell yourself you know you have to mm-hmm. sell your class and what you're doing and then you have to stock up and everything ammo targets you have to have memberships at certain ranges mm. so that you can go there to um you know be comfortable and then you have to have a good range like i have been to a point where i had a range and you know my students weren't comfortable so i had to switch ranges because at the end of the day if they're not comfortable um you know that's a big that that looks bad on me you know even though it's not my range but at the end of the day if you feel like hey this made me uncomfortable and it's like okay i want to change that environment because i want you to feel safe at my class you know and what what was it about the the previous range that made them uncomfortable? So they had like, you know, some Trump stuff, you know, um, 
certain ranges, you know, I feel like politics is something I try not to get into. You know, everybody believes what they believe. They follow who they follow. Um, But you're not going to ever see me really promoting nothing crazy when it comes to politics, politics, religion. Mm -hmm. You know, I accept people for who they are and what they believe. I'm not going to go, you know, battle with you about it. Um, Unless Mm -hmm. it's 2A, then, you know, you might get some argument out of me. But um, 2A all day. Let's go. (laughs) Right. But I'm not going to go crazy with all that type of stuff. So when you go to a range and they're like, you know, they have big giant Trump posters and stuff. And, you know, you get the people that are like, I'm just not comfortable, you know, with this. Yeah. And um, it's like you can't really just ask the range because it's their range. So you can't just yeah. like, hey, can you take that down? You know, um, yeah. which is why I'm so big, too, on um, eventually getting like a black owned range, because I feel like it's mm-hmm. something that we need so bad, you know, Um so it, it will make a big difference. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I, it is so funny because there are people who, who really don't care. I'm generally right. one of those who really doesn't care if you have this or you have that, this poster being political or that. Right. Or, you know, and yeah. even if you, even if you maybe aren't even the most friendly people, right. I generally won't care. Right. However, there is a certain line. Everybody has a line. Yeah. And for some people, even just the mere sight of something that, says, hey, this is more than just guns. This is political for me. Right. Um, that that can be too much for people. Yeah, and yeah. Um, really, and then a I lot appreciate of times you for they think you that. go with the range, right? So, like, right. they'll see that you posted something and they're like, oh, you're you're for this. And it's like, no, I'm just working here. You know, this I, is... I, I just go here for <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, it's like, I'm trying to make you comfortable. And a lot of times I try to break it down. I'm like, listen, we are here for our self-protection. We are here to learn about safety. We are here to get what we need to get done. You know, all the extra stuff stuff you know don't got nothing to do with us so it it is interesting that 2a and i've posted this a few times even this week i'm like when did the 2a when did the second amendment become political i I thought this was a right for people like like a basic human right right when did it become a political thing yes like like i ignore i'm sure there's some people right I'm, i'm sure there's some people who see that i have like a a firearms friendly show where I promote 2A, I promote 2A in the black community. I I promote responsible firearms ownership, um, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure they assume like, Oh, this guy is like, you know, all the way to this way or all the way that way. Right. And for me, I, I, anybody who asks, I usually just tell them I'm, I'm politically non-binary. Like I don't go one way or the other. Yeah. Um, I, I don't get into it. And I try to push as much, even with 2A, like I I have met some people that have, like I did, like I once did a really bad firearm trauma, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't push them, you know, I don't want to push you to do something that can actually make, you know, it could turn out to be worse. So I don't Mm want to push you. I don't push people to like want to just only see things the way that I see it. You know, I try to explain it in a way where it opens your eyes to what I'm saying, where it sort of makes it make sense. You know what I'm saying? But I don't push you like you have to believe this or I can't deal with you or I can't work with you. You know, it's just all gun laws are infringement. And if you don't believe that, get out my class. (laughs) Right, right. right. It's it's not it's not my way or no way. It's is everybody has their own opinion and what you think is what you think. I had people come to my class and say, listen, I don't even like guns. I hope I never have to shoot this gun. But at the end of the day, if I do have to, I want to know how. 
that's mm-hmm. fine with me. You know, I'm not going to fight you about you should get a license to carry. And like, I'm not, listen, I'm glad that you at least want to take the steps that you need to take to try to protect yourself. So I'm all for it. I don't turn anyone away. You know, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that give me like some stuff about, um, you know, like, do you only take, you know, um, black people in your class? And it's like, that to me, it's like, I'm teaching all women. I'm teaching all mm-hmm. women. You know, it's like, the importance of being able to protect yourself goes across the board, you know? It's not right. yeah, it's not limited to anyone. So that that question actually really frustrates me. Um not yeah. because I, I want people to be this or that, but I, I have seen that way too often where um and this might this might offend somebody, but maybe they need to be offended. Right. That there are some people who who are who are like us, where we're black folks, we're minority population in the United right. States. However, we are awesome. Like right. go black. Like let's go. Like, right. I'm proud to be a black man in America. Right. But there are some people who will go to the extreme and they'll say, I'm never like I, I don't support buying guns from uh white mm-hmm. gun stores or why yeah. should we spend our money on white ranges i'm like well i personally if we can spend our money on black ranges that's preferable but yeah. i'm not gonna equate buying a, a gun from a uh, a white ffl or a white owned gun store to right. like somebody said once upon a time like supporting white terrorism and i'm like what is going on like can <laughs> we chill out for a se- chill the freak out like, come right. On. like what the heck <laughs> Right. To me, like I look at it like you're limited yourself. Right. You so if you're telling yourself like, oh, they have this Glock 17. I've been looking for everywhere mm-hmm. at this white shop. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the black shop that I should be going to, because then I'm supporting, you know, who I supposed to support. They don't have it, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. go get it because if I go get it, it's like you're you're at the end of the day is like you're doing yourself bad you know you're you're limited yourself and it's like that's the whole point of what we doing you know trying to promote black owned businesses and do is because we want to be able to right but we want to be able to lift each other up we want to be able to do better for ourselves so true if i own a business and i'm like this person over here is doing something that i can't do hey Mm -hmm. go to that person you know i i have no no problem with you know sharing the the load with everybody else yeah i just want everybody my whole like i said my goal is women in general getting trained um let's start training the kids you know let's start training the children like that's my goal so yeah that's awesome um I know we talked a little bit about the the issue of social media and uh, mm-hmm. you can't promote gun things on social. You uh, YouTube will shut you down if you have yep. certain types of gun stuff. Yeah, like it's not even super clear. Like it's yeah. not super clear on what they will and it's won't not. do. And, they change it um, all the time. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous. Shoot, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys who are extremely talented content creators for YouTube, and they can't make money in the way they would like to nope. because they can't have certain links, they can't do this, they yep. can't have modified guns, or they can't do you know all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But kind of kind of going into the social media aspect because you are involved in social media, you put a mm-hmm. lot of your stuff on there for, to promote right. your business as you as you should. Right. Um, do you feel that you've been supported by the 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 two A community, but specifically black folks who who see your content, who see uh, your advertisements, your your flyers, your your posts, the videos and pictures from your classes. Do you feel like they're 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 su- supporting it by sharing and liking and all that kind of stuff? I'm not saying like oh they need to like every single picture, but do right. you feel supported in that way? 
Um, so my like my following has grown a whole bunch yeah. since I mm-hmm. became, you know, pro 2A and I put it out there like, you know, I'm 2A and I'm doing everything I can to help these women learn how to defend themselves, right? But I feel like I do honestly feel like my likes don't match, you know, mm-hmm. up with um, my followers. So I'm fine with it. You know, I'm, I've never been pressed about how many likes I get and stuff like that. My whole mm. thing is I actually, it's a business page. So I go back and right. I look like how many people actually seen this post, not about mm-hmm. the likes, I don't, whatever it is, what it is, right. but just knowing that it's getting out there and it's getting to the right people. It makes it fine with me. Um, I do feel like as a community, especially on social media, that if we will all sort of um, promote each other more, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we will promote each other more, it'll make it where they can't just block us out all the time. You know what I'm saying? So right, right now, they, people do get shadow banned for yes, having guns on do. their page. Like, it, it's a real thing. Use the wrong hashtag. That you do. page yes. is not going anywhere. And half the time, you don't know you're shadow banned. So mm-hmm. you're like, hey, did you see this on my page? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, It mm-hmm. didn't even show up. And it's like, so if you're, if if we're fighting for each other, it makes it harder for them to sort of just push us out or shadow ban us or, you know, so I feel like we do need to support each other some more, Um, you know, but it's hard because some people, they go off of, you know, what they think of someone. They might not really know someone. It's like, I feel like Mm -hmm. this person is this and that. And it makes stuff a little bit more difficult. It's like in a community, you sort of want to have the same goal and the same vision. Um, But sometimes if people feel like you're not exactly where they are, Mm -hmm. then they don't, you know, put their full support behind you. So, yeah, I mean, that 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 goes into a lot of different areas. Unfortunately, that goes into belief systems that goes into skill levels that goes into all sorts of stuff. I think the skill level thing is sometimes harder to gauge because it's like mm-hmm. okay well we got guys like um the the gladiator guns training group mm-hmm. and I, I could name 10 others but they're, they're right. escaping me right now and right. they are like really excellent training classes and we have kind of classes for beginners right um and it's like okay yeah 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 but you won't some I, i've not seen a lot of cross promotion between um some of the the more higher, the bigger, like, yeah. the, the bigger guys who are who are out there who have like oh thirty thousand followers, and I'm I don't, I'm right. not saying this to make it a big like social media battle or beef right. or whatever, but I think that would be helpful more for supportive, those who, right? Yeah, just continue to support each other, like you said, so yeah. that when social media decides to you know kind of mute us, yeah. you know, shadow ban whatever, yeah, um, make it it's so harder. That, it, it, you, know, you know, it's harder. It, it's harder. You can't it's just harder. block us out, right? Um, I'm real big on like, for example, like when I first came out and I started to do um, my firearm instructing, I basically worked under um, Train of Fight. So I started with him. Um, He was, yeah, firing instructor. He was already doing his own thing. And he sort of, you know, pulled me in and was like, hey, you want to work with women? Like, all right, I'll slow you, you know, slowly move you through um, and get you the right place. And I appreciated that so so much because he was doing this for years, you know, and he took me in and he showed me the ropes and, you know, he saw my drive. And from there, you know, I was like, okay, I know what I want to do, what I need to do. And I took off. And then anybody I can do that for, you know, I loved it. Like, hey, like, 
you know. Um, but some people don't do that. Some people, they hold it into their self, whatever knowledge they have. They're like, I'm going to keep this because this is doing good for me. And it's like, I get it. But it's just if you want to say a community, you know, mm-hmm. it's like we all need to um, be able to help each other and, you know, right. and be able to talk. I feel like it's just so much stuff that goes around. And it's like it happens because people can't just talk to each other, you know. Yeah. Well, I I definitely appreciate you for um, being willing to come on the show. I'm not we're not closing out just yet. I do have one other question for you. But definitely in the in the vein of that, I appreciate you uh, being willing because I know you have quite a following. Uh, You're you're pretty well known in the community. (laughs) So to come on, come on my little little show. (laughs) Your show is great. I love it. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Appreciate you for coming on. the last question I have for you is what is what is next for you? So what you're doing? What what I want to do now is I want to just push the limit of wanting to have resources for women. So I want to mm-hmm. actually, you know, be able to reach out to maybe city programs and stuff like that and find out what can I do. I have women that want to get trained and want to be able to defend themselves. But at the same note, they're still dealing with domestic issues. And um, I want to be able to maybe, you know, fund some free classes. I want to be able to uh, help people like find a program where, you know, right now you can't really go in a gun store with someone else and help them purchase. But I want to make some kind of program where I can sort of talk people and, you know, walk them through the steps of being able to get their license to carry if that's what they want, um, what firearm they want. I want to be able to just help more and be more of a resource and a safe place for women to be able to just come and, you know, and get trained and educated. So my next step is to just keep reaching out, keep reaching out and try to do more and more every time. Well, whenever you get that kind of stuff going, just shoot me a link. I will promote it. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We got we to <laughs> get it out there. We got to support each other because God knows ain't, ain't nobody going to do it for us. Like, that is if we're so being, true. If we're being honest, like that everybody's got things that they're promoting. They want to do. They want to do. But we got to take care of each other because who is going to do it for you? That like, is true. I agree. <laughs> so appreciate you coming on thank you so much how can people find you how can people sign up for classes how can people hit you up and ask you uh safe space no dumb questions questions right so um people can dm me at any time i'm on instagram at defensive unicorns um i am on facebook i have a facebook page of defensive underscore unicorns and then um I'm just always available. My website is www.defensiveunicornsllc.com. You could go in there and they even have a suggestion box on there. You can ask me questions. So I don't even care if you go on my Google and ask me questions. I will definitely respond. You can email me. Um, There's no dumb questions. So I'm open to, you know, whatever you want to talk about. I'm cool. That's awesome. Yeah. can't wait for people to see this episode because I feel like you <laughs> definitely have a lot of resources and, and just things that you can bring to folks that they can easily Thanks. access. And of course, I hope they, uh, you know, go ahead and pony up and take a class. Right. <laughs> there's nothing quite like being in the presence of competent shooters, people who can give you direction and make sure right. that you're being safe and effective. Yes. Because, you know, having a gun in your closet, you know, I know you said you don't push people, but 
Right. To be honest, it's not going to do you any good that if it's in your true. closet and you never practice with that it. That is true. Um, what, I mean, you got you to practice because to be safe and effective, right. I've seen people dump a mag of 15 rounds and hit the hit the target two times. Right. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. So, and we're train, not even talking train, about train. across the room. We're talking about close up. <laughs> train, 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 train. Train, <laughs> train with defensive unicorns. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Danny. Thank you. I want you to stay armed and dangerous. I definitely will. You too. <laughs> <laughs> okay.